This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Game Master Tips number 19. Streamline Gameplay. Hey, what's up, everybody? This episode of Game Master Tips is all about streamlining your gameplay. See, as a game master, it's not just your job to describe situations and environments and take care of the crunch and, and you know, driving uh, the plots and such, but it's also your job to keep the pace. You got to keep it interesting and you got to keep it moving forward. And a lot of times, uh, you know, in gameplay, things might slow down. The pace might get kind of messed up. Um, because you get stuck in some crunch or some, you know, just some math and some dice rolls and just certain aspects of the game that, you know, take it away from the players and put a little too much attention on the game master and, um, you know, parts of the game that just aren't as fun or interesting. So that's what this episode is about. It's going to give you a few tips, just a couple, you know, a few things to help you keep it moving forward and basically streamline your gameplay. So let's get right into it. Uh, the first thing I want to go over is basically pre-rolling initiatives, okay? So anytime you set up a campaign, and I'm not going to get into the details of setting up a campaign. There's a Game Master Tips episode all about quick campaign building. You can check that out. There's also Cyberpunk Uncensored uh, interview episodes that I've posted with different Game Masters and industry people talking about, you know, their process of campaign building. I definitely recommend checking out all those videos and getting a good grasp on campaign building. But one of the things within campaign building is, you know, you're going to put in your NPCs or main, you know, non-player characters that maybe your uh, main players are going to interact with. Um, and these these aren't just, you know, little background ones and such, um, but, you know, the main ones that, that maybe are going to do a little bit of role-playing on your behalf for the players and for the game. And one thing that you can kind of do when you have those in your campaign and written out in your notes or bullet points or however you, you do it um, is pre-rolling your initiatives for these NPCs. And that includes, you know, any potential enemies and, and things like that. Like I said, any any non-player character or thing in the game that, that the uh, uh, main characters, your players, might interact with. Um, and that'll just save you some time. So then, you know, if they do decide to interact and it, you know, enters into combat or something kind of sticky, you're not sitting there having to determine... Um, their reflex plus 1d10 and adding it and doing you can just quickly say okay that's their initiative number um, when all the players do their initiative you'll know exactly where to put that that uh, non-player character or whatever um, that you're running the other way to do this and keep this in mind there, there's a lot of different ways you can do this and i'm sure maybe you have some ideas that i don't mention uh you know leave that in the comments i'd love to hear it but um but aside from pre-rolling you can also do a couple other things and i've done all these things at different times during gameplay and you can check out some of the, these things in action um if you check out the the gameplay videos that i post um, but the other ways that you can kind of handle this is you can just decide okay anytime uh, they engage with an enemy or NPC or whatever in combat or action. Um, I'm just going to put these uh, non-player characters or whatever at the top of the initiative or at the bottom of the initiative. Or a popular way that I like to do it if I didn't already pre-roll initiatives is I'll, I'll, I tend to put them at the, uh, the right before the character in the next round 
um, that just interacted or attacked them. So like if there's an initiative going on between all the players and they're fighting with different combatants and maybe uh, one of them engages in this one over here all of a sudden and shoots at them, sometimes I'll just I'll drop that NPC in the initiative right before or sometimes right after, depending on what I'm feeling, uh, that character that just interacted, wherever they are in the initiative order. And that's another way to do it. And like I said, there's a bunch of ways you can do it. But I do think that the, the most streamlined, easiest way, and, and most fair way, and mo more realistic way would be just pre-roll your initiative. So there you go. There's tip one. All right, let's get to the next thing. Uh, the next thing I want to mention is uh, basically presetting a combat number. You'll see in Cyberpunk Red, in the book, they refer to the combat number, they explain it. And here's basically what it is. You're taking the you know, estimated stat plus skill for any type of combat, and then that way uh, you, know, you come up with that average number, and then that way you're not having to add reflex or dex to whatever skill that might be involved, like you know, evade. You know, if they're trying to evade an, an attack or uh, shoulder arms or handgun or whatever, you're not having to do all that math and roll a, a D10. Um, you just have that preset combat number, and that goes for attacking and defending, or, you know, you can have that for skills and everything, um, plus a 1D10. And you can just determine, like, okay, this is a low-level NPC, so I'm just going to make, you know, their their typical, D, uh, you know, dexterity or reflex might only be like a, a 5 or a 6, and maybe their skill and whatever they're doing, whether they're trying to evade an attack or, um, you know, use melee or uh, brawling or maybe a handgun or submachine gun, they're only going to have like a plus two in that maybe. So then you're going to take that five or six plus that two and you're going to say, okay, cool. They have like, you know, a seven or a six uh, combat number. And then anytime they do something in combat, you're taking that plus a 1d10 and boom, that's the number you use. Way quicker than trying to add different skills and stats and it just streamlines it and you might determine it a little higher maybe there's an npc that is you know a bit more skilled or a high level security guard not a low level just you know hired gun or street punk maybe they're a little uh, like similar to the edge runners so maybe their dexterity reflex you might take that average like up to like you know an eight or a nine and maybe the, the skill you add in is average of like a plus four or a plus six somewhere around there so their combat number is higher and then you just do that d10 add it in but that's what a combat number is and i definitely recommend it with all your npcs and you can just have it there when you have their pre-rolled initiative number you can have their combat number and you can even get a little more detailed in that if you want you could have like you know attacking combat number defensive combat number um you know general skills checks uh number you know however you want to do it but the idea here is combining your your average stat with average skill having that number ready to go so you're only rolling a 1d10 you're not having to do crunch on individual things like that. It helps streamline things. Um, the last tip I'm going to mention here um, is predetermine role-playing options. And what I mean by that is don't only, when you set up a campaign, and let me reiterate, please do check out the uh, Game Master Tips episode about campaign building and check out the different interviews I've done with game masters and industry people talking about their process of campaign building. You're going to get a lot of great tips and ideas here, and, and um, it'll be way more elaborate than you know, these quick tips I'm giving you. But regardless, back to what I'm saying here, when you predetermine your role-playing options, I mean, don't just set a campaign with one streamlined plot and what you, how you, you hope it goes with the players and okay, they're going to go here, they're going to get this piece of evidence that's going to lead them here. Then once they get here, they're going to talk to this one NPC that's going to lead them here. And then there, they're going to confront the main enemy boss and defeat him and they win. It, you know, it's never going to be that streamlined players are going to be creative, things are going to happen, you're not expecting, and you got to prepare for that. So a typical campaign, you want to work out all the options in your head. 
So definitely come up with your main streamlined plot or your timeline of, you know, the best case scenario, streamlined sort of a, you know, plot, a, a series of events that you hope happen with the players. You know, do that. That's great. But think of all the options and predetermine what those role-playing options might be. And just a little example is this, okay? Say you're going to have them go to one location, like they're going to go to this club and hope, you know, talk to the bartender, and that's where they're going to find out where the lead boss is because she hates that the boss or whatever. He owns the club. I'm just making this up off the top of my head. Um, you know, she hates the boss, so she'll end up telling him if they just talk to her. So that's what's going to happen. Now, here's what really happens. You know, the players are going to show up. They're going to maybe talk to other people. Maybe they don't talk to that bartender, or they do, but they roll a really bad uh, human conversation uh, skill check, or they roll really bad persuasion and try and extract that info from the bartender. Or they don't even talk to the bartender. They talk to a couple other people, security and the, the upcoming rocker boy that's getting ready to perform, some locals. And, you know, at that point, you got to think about the options. Okay, well, if they don't talk to the bartender, I'm going to make sure that one of these other NPCs also knows that information or is going to kind of take on that, that sort of persona. That way, whoever they engage with, I have the option to kind of give up some of that info to make sure that the game can progress and they're, you know, they're, they're getting it by digging around. They don't have to get that specific. But the other thing, too, is also remember, it could be environmental, not just NPC-based. So, like, let's say they go there and they're, instead of having to talk to the girl the, or bartender or whoever it might be, guy, girl, uh, AI, a drone, whatever, to get the information, maybe they're going to a place and... Um, you know, they got to quickly escape or maybe they got to break into a place and you're like, ah, they're going to go in this back door. Well, don't forget, there's also windows. They might hit the roof and there's like a sky uh, light uh, window or maybe there's a, 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 a service elevator that goes up to the roof or to the back or from underground. Maybe there's a subway. Who knows? There, there might be a bunch of options. And that's what I'm talking about. Predetermine the role playing options. Think outside the box. Don't just stick with your one plot idea. Keep in mind, players are going to be creative. So when you look at that environment, don't just assume, hey, they're going to go in the back door. Think, okay, but if they go to these windows, this is who I'm going to have on the other side, or that's going to be locked, or okay, that's not going to be here. Yeah, if they try to escape and they go here, or they try to blow through this wall, I've got to make sure I know, okay, all walls are going to be this HP. Um, so I know when they start trying to break through what it's going to take to get there. Um, all those little ideas just... Start trying to think of all the different weird role-playing options that the players might come up with, and it'll help you keep it streamlined because then when you get into that situation, you're not having to look it up. Oh, how much HP should that wall have that they're trying to get through? Or, okay, uh, they went through this window. Well, damn, that leads to the back office. I didn't expect them to go in that wind. Uh, okay, who's in that office? What does it look like? It's, you know, it saves you from all that having to think time, and it just keeps it streamlined and moving. So no matter what the players do, you react and you throw it right back to them so the players can continue to think and play and, and make the game about them, not about you as the game master. You know what I mean? Um, so there you have it. Definitely, uh, you know, predetermine your role-playing options. So just to recap real quick, I'm talking about pre-roll your initiatives, and there's some options there. Preset a combat number. You can get a little more detailed with that if you want. Predetermine role-playing options. Just think outside the box, think of all the different tangents that might happen and be prepared. The other thing too is check out the Game Master Tips episode where I talk about positive negative. Um, it's a little system I came up with where you just roll a dice, uh, you know, flip a coin or, or something. If it lands on a, a, a odd or even number, you treat it as negative or positive reaction and that can get you out of sticky situations too if you didn't predetermine a role playing option. Um, maybe you can just quickly do that and okay, I need to react 
in a positive way or you need to react in a negative way. Uh, but check out that video. You'll kind of understand how that might help as well. But um, all this is about streamlining the gameplay, keeping it fun, keeping it moving forward, keeping the pace. Um, hopefully it was helpful. If it was, please give the video a like and a share. Make sure you smash that little bell symbol in the video so you get all the notifications from here. Um, I'm constantly posting interviews and Game Master tips, crash course videos, live gameplay, all kinds of stuff. Um, I would love you to not miss any of the content. So uh, hit us up, check out the links in the description, and I'll see you next time. Take care.